The following audio is recorded at Stone Oak Bible Church. For more information about our church or for more resources, visit us at stoneoakbible.com. Good morning, church, and uh, and happy Happy New Year's. Um, listen, I um, I wish we were able to to gather together this morning. Um, I, I'm here in our new location. I wish you were here with me. But um, although we know this doesn't replace that, um, I am still really excited that we are still able to come around God's word together. Um, this morning, and, and I'm I'm I've been in prayer, and I'm I'm hopeful that God's going to use this time uh, together that that we have in this text. Um, and listen, I I before we get to our text, I wanted to let you know of where we are, where we're headed, and and I'm excited. We preach through books of the Bible uh, together. We go one by one. We walk through through books of the Bible together. We've walked through so many, and I pray by God's grace we're able to go through so many, many more. Um, last year, we spent the bulk of the year in the book of Amos, and it was just this, it was so rich, it was so good, and and, and, and today, I, I'm excited to kind of let you know where we're headed um, next year. So next year, we're going to be looking at the New Testament book of First Timothy. First Timothy. Um, First Timothy is a book that is absolutely Packed, and I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on it right now because we're going there uh, next week. But I would like to just tell you briefly why, why we're going here, and why I'm so excited for our time together in First Timothy. First um, Timothy is a book that was written by Paul, the Apostle Paul, um, to a vital church leader in the early church, a young man named named Timothy. That's why it's named that. Um, and, and this book is known as one of the pastoral epistles. And, and in this book, Paul gives his heart and, and gives God's heart and God's plan for the church, um, for his people, for, for us. And so in this, here's what, here's what we need to see. In this, we understand God not only cares about um, us coming together as the church, but he also cares about how we come together as the church. Uh, he cares about who leads the church. He, he cares about how the church is protected and how the church functions. And he cares, God cares about your part in the church, the part you play in the church. And I, I believe this is going to be a book that is so timely for us. And, and if you think about it, as a church, we're stepping into kind of a new season together. Um, I'm here in a, in a new location. Um, we, we have new ministries that are, that are starting and that are launching. We have new things happening. We're, we're, we hope and we pray to see new people and new families. And in all of this newness and, and this growth and this excitement, um, this is the perfect time for us as the church to come around this book and to just come around the basics, Church 101, of God's plan for us and why this matters, why the church matters, and, and why these things matter. And if you think about it, it matters so much to God that he gave us several books of the New Testament devoted to this. And so in our time together, we're going to be looking at one of the most foundational 
letters in, in all of Scripture about us as the church. So I'm excited for our journey together. If you want to read ahead, go for it. First um, Timothy, you can read ahead. Excited for our time together. But for now, for this morning, I want to invite you to turn with me in your Bibles, if you have them, to Isaiah 43. Isaiah 43. This is New Year's Day. Uh, New Year's Day. New Year's Day, if you know me, uh, you know is one of my favorite holidays of all. Um, I know that sometimes New Year's is seen as just kind of the end of the Christmas uh, holiday, but but I think, I believe it, it should stand on its own. Um, New Year's is all about newness. It's all about new beginnings and, and fresh starts. And, and we, I, I know I love new things. I love new beginnings. I love new sheets on a bed. They're awesome. We love new things. And, and that's what New Year's is all about. New Year's is, is also a time where we think about big goals. And it's a time of um, motivation. It's the, it's the day that we look ahead and we think, this is going to be the year. This is gonna be uh, this is gonna be the day, right? It, some of you set goals uh, on this day. I know that I have found though that many of us no longer set goals. Um, I have found that most of us have maybe set goals before, but because we know ourselves and we know they don't typically last, I know many of us um, don't do the whole New Year's resolution thing. That's okay. Um, although if I were to be completely honest, I, I do believe that that makes you kind of the new year's equivalent to the Grinch, but that's okay. Um, if you're not a new year's resolution kind of person, but listen, new year's day is all about newness today starts a new day, starts a new year, starts a new kind of blank page. It's kind of the first page of a journal starts today. And this morning is what I want to look at in this text is it's going to remind us that our God is all about newness. All about newness. Um, our text, Isaiah 43, we're going to be in 18 and the first part of 19. And it says this, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? This is a really interesting text. Um, I, I, before, I think before we try to apply this text, before we do that, I think we need to step back and, and just understand what is going on here in this text. Um, the more I have studied this, I, I, the more I keep thinking like this is exactly the opposite of what I would expect Isaiah to say. Like exactly the opposite. First of all, this is Isaiah, like the prophet of God, giving God's message to God's people. And if you think about it, God's people, the people of Israel, they have this rich, incredibly rich history to say the least. Like if you think about it, that God had miraculously called them through Abraham. Um, he multiplied them. He made them great. He, he um, 
preserved them through Joseph. He, he delivered them out of slavery in the Exodus. He, he delivered them from one of the most powerful nations in all, the most powerful nation in the known world at that time, Egypt. He delivers them through Moses. We're talking plagues. We're talking parting of the Red Sea here. And he sustains them in the wilderness. He establishes them and gives them a king and makes them great. And listen, they have thousands and, and just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years of stories of God's faithfulness to them. They have stories that they tell their kids. They have stories that all of their festivals and all of their traditions point them back to. They have these stories that, that God calls them to look back on and to remember. And, and they're the people of God, this, the people with the rich history of all of God's faithfulness and power. And if anything, I, they should be the people called to remember, right? To remember. And, and this is exactly why this verse seems so odd to me at first. I would expect to read in this verse, Remember the former things. Consider the things of old. I did not expect to read, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. But as I have read this, as I have thought about this and meditate on it, studied it, I begin to understand the power of this verse and understand the power of what God is calling them to, what God is telling us. This is an incredible message of hope. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. And why? Why does God say that to them? He says in verse 19, Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? This is a message of hope that points us to the fact that our God is not done. Our God is not done. Listen, for the people of God in Isaiah, they look back on creation, on Abraham, on Moses and the Exodus, and God has been so faithful to them and good to them and powerful for them. And, and, and God has done all that he said he is, was going to do. They can look back and literally fill books with what he has done for them and in his faithfulness and greatness and yet he is not done he is not done god says behold i am doing a new thing so after all of that history god is reminding them i'm still not done i am still doing a new thing the story is not done my plan is still in play and my greatness and my faithfulness are still going to be seen as I've studied this, I, I begin to realize that God is not, he's not condemning them and telling them to stop looking back at those past stories of my faithfulness. He's not saying that it's wrong for them to look back on God's faithfulness in the past. No, but, 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 he is telling them to not let it in there. To, he's telling them to remember that he is not done and as we think about this, we know now that the best is, was yet to come for the people of God. They, first and foremost, Christ would come. 
that the Messiah would come. We know that the Holy Spirit was going to be sent. We know that the church was going to be birthed. And we know now through his word, ultimately, as we already have read this morning, Jesus says in Revelation 21 that the story's not done because listen to what is going to happen. Jesus said, I, John says, I, I saw a new heaven and a new earth and the first heaven, the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eye, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying, nor pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. And he who is seated on the throne, listen to this, says, Behold, I am making all things new. Church, the best is yet to come. And here in Isaiah, God is reminding them, saying, I am not done. I am not done. Church, he is not done. It is good for the people of God to remember the past works of God's and God and to have traditions that point us back to his faithfulness. Um, it's not that we should just set all that aside and, and forget all of that. But here's what this text is saying. We also cannot limit our faith to what our God did yesterday and think he's done. And forget that he is active and alive today. He is not done. He has a plan and a future that is still unfolding. And listen, the future is going to involve God doing what he says, a new thing. A new thing. It's a powerful message here in Isaiah. For the people of God here in, the, in this text, God is lifting up their eyes and reminding them that he's not done that he's not done with them, his story's not done, and there are new things still to be done. He's saying, I know the past had incredible things, but the future is going to be better. And listen, I think there is something we need to, as the church today, hear from this and see in this, because the principle of this text is not just for the people of God and Isaiah, um, because this points to something foundational in our faith. Um, we look back on what God has done and we remember. And, and that remembering, it strengthens our faith. But here's the thing. Our God is still not done. Our God is still not done. Revelation 21 has not yet happened. God's plan is still unfolding in his people through his spirit in the church, in the world today. God is not done. In other words, our faith doesn't terminate with what God did yesterday. Our faith extends to today and to the future and to tomorrow. He's not done and he's doing new things. And that's why God in this text is asking in verse 19, behold, I'm doing something new. I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. And then he asks, do you not perceive it? That's the question. He asked, do you not see it? I want to apply this text um, from the big to the small. And I want to start with the big and, and I want to zoom out and, and 
and and consider this as just as big as it gets as we consider the church as a whole we have thousands of years church to look back on in church history we have thousands of years of god's faithfulness to his people his incredible works we have thousands of years and yet he is not done that means yes we look back on those thousands of years of faithfulness and our faith is strengthened but it also means that our story is still being written. It means that the story is still unfolding and he's not done. He's still faithful. He's still working. And greater things are still to come. This is our story as the church. That's real big picture here. Let's zoom in a little bit more. Let's zoom in a little bit more. And I want to talk about our church. Um, we have seen God do so much. We don't have thousands of years of, of history here at Stone Oak Bible Church. But we have seven. We have seven. We have seen God's faithfulness in launching us and people coming to faith. We've seen celebrating baptisms. We've seen God's faithfulness in being able to plant other churches. We've seen God's faithfulness in sustaining us together through very difficult times. We have walked through painful things like church discipline. We have walked through even a global pandemic and homelessness because of that pandemic as a church. We've walked through these things, and yet our God has delivered us. He has sustained us. If you want to see God's faithfulness, um, his power, his provision, just take the last seven years of Stone Oak Bible Church, and you will see all that you need to see. And yet, God is not done. He's not done. We have seven years of church history to look back on, and yet he's not done. And that means, yes, we look back to those seven years and we are grateful and our faith is strengthened, but it also means that our story is still being written. It's still unfolding and God is not done. He's still faithful, still working, and greater things are still to come. We're stepping in to 2023 we're stepping into a new location. We have no idea what God is going to do in our church. Um, but what we do know is he's not done. And he's doing new things and greater things are still to come. Now I want to take one more step and I want to zoom in one more time. And let's talk about you. Let's talk about me. I may not know your story, your testimony, but for some of you, I know you're newer to the faith. Um, maybe you have a few days, weeks, months to look back on. Your walk with Jesus has just been a few steps so far. And you believe you know that God's not done. Uh, but for some of you, I know that you have been following Jesus for many years. Many years. And um, you don't just have a few days to look back on. You have years, you have decades to look back on. And listen, some of you have incredible stories of God's work in your life, and praise God for that. Some of you have what you would call the glory years to look back on, and praise God for that. The years when he was so active in your life, and you were growing, and you were learning, and, and God was just at work, praise God. But if that is you, I want to I challenge you to be careful. Because God's not done. God is not done. 
No matter how old you are, no matter how old in the faith you are, God is not done. And do you know how I know that? Because you're still here. You're still here. God's not done. The best is not behind you. God is doing a new thing and greater things are still to come. Revelation 21 has not yet happened and God has not yet done. And I think one of the things that the enemy would want for us is to get us to believe the lie that that we're done and that God is done and that the story is stopped. And the enemy, I think, would love to get us so preoccupied with looking to yesterday but failing to look forward to today and tomorrow. The enemy wants you to believe the lie that you're done and, and that it's over and that his God's work in your life was a thing of the past. Church, that is a stale and a lifeless and a hopeless faith. And for some of you, this might be exactly where you are today. And God's word to you this morning says, Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? God is not done. He's doing a new thing. And that means that our faith is not stale. It is dynamic. That means that our faith is not lifeless. It's alive. That means that our faith is not hopeless. It's full of hope for today and for tomorrow. Praise God for God's faithfulness in your life in the past. He's not done. And today he wants to do something new in you. He wants to do something new in his people. He wants to do something new in us as Stone Oak Bible Church. And he wants to do something new in you individually. He's not done. He's not done. And my prayer is that we would as this text says, perceive it. And as we come into 2023, regardless of your feelings uh, of, about New Year's resolutions, this is a day of newness and a day that we are reminded that God is doing new things. And here's my prayer for 2023, that we would perceive it, that, that we would open our eyes to see what God is doing in our life, in our church, and in our community, and that we would know and believe that he's not done, that he is still at work, that we would perceive it together. As a church, as an individual, God is not done. Behold, our text says, he is doing a new thing. Do you see it?